Facts about me, yeah. facts about me. I'm a hustler, I'm a, I'm a hustler, homie. I'm a hustler, I'm a, I'm a hustler, homie. Investors acts, investors, investors acts about me. Investors acts, investors, investors acts about me. I'm a hustler, I'm a, I'm a hustler, homie. I'm a hustler, I'm a, I'm a hustler, homie. And all right, guys, welcome to another episode of Chuck Daddy After Hours. We're gonna get to know a friend of mine a little bit better tonight. I'm fortunate to have Willie Delanco as my guest. He's, uh, he came to me about a year ago as a wannabe real estate investor, and unlike most people that I know, he's actually fucking doing it. But tonight, I don't really want to talk about real estate. I'm done working for the day, and Willie's tired too. So, Willie, say hi to everybody, and start asking some questions. What's up, guys? What's up? Ladies, you can call him Big Willie. Big Willie, so, stop. All right, Willie. Let's get into it, right? Give me a little bit of fucking history, man. Take me back as far as you want to go you can go back to birth or beyond but give me some background where have you been man um so let's see i'm originally from staten island new york born and raised uh been on my own since i'm about 16 years old kind of like just trying to uh figure out this place we call life and you know i went through some stuff when i was little you know like everyone else but um, what kind of like stuff? what'd you say? What kind of stuff? I mean, now that you're 17. Yeah. So like at a young age, I mean, I just had to like figure out like how to live on my own, you know, how to go grocery shopping on my own. So because I didn't really have any parents. Pops died when I was like four. Um, mom left when I was like 16. But I think like everyone else, you know, we all have our journey that we're on. And then at a young age, I just. Worked my ass off, just went to work, missed out on school, which actually now was actually a good thing. Um, did you uh, did you drop out of high school? No, I I, I got my GED, but um, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I guess I can say yeah, I did drop out, got my GED, um, and back then it was like you needed the GED, you need it was like get your GED, get your GED, right? Um, what does GED even stand for? I don't fucking know, dude. I mean, anything that I learned. I mean, the only thing I miss, I guess, math was probably one thing that I wish I probably would have stayed for because it actually applies to real life. Yeah, I think as long as you get your addition, your subtraction, basic mathematics down, you're going to be okay. I mean, I was actually yeah. thinking about putting a t-shirt that says, wow, went through another day without using calculus. Yeah, pretty much. But no, i just been grinding it out ever since. I mean, I moved to Jersey about a year ago. Um, that's when I got into real estate. And it's just been on this roller coaster ride ever since, you know. What did, what did you work on or work as beforehand? And I mean, I know your life's a little bit more interesting than that. So tell us more, man. Yeah. So I started working for the city of New York, driving a bus, did that for seven years. Um, and then I thought I was going to do that for the rest of my life, honestly, because um, I knew nothing about like um, entrepreneurship and real estate and actually how to make money right so are you, are you still a bus driver too currently uh, actually yeah but i haven't haven't drove a bus in probably about nine months to a year um and because of the business is doing so well i'm going to be resigning 100 percent in april of this year so yeah i did it yeah dude i mean <laughs> i mean I'm gonna do shoot me a text that day let's not start sucking each other's dicks quite yet Right. But when you get there, dude, congratulations. That makes me feel all fucking warm and fuzzy. Yeah, it was like Tony Robbins, burn the ships, right? So 
for a while, I literally just didn't burn the ships because I was trying to figure this out. But I think I'm ready to light the match. You know? I mean, listen, there's something that I live by. It's let, let the bridges I burn light my way. Right, right. I love it. Love it. <laughs> it's so true. It's so true. So, um, what brought you to that point, though? Yeah, so I, I guess what brought me – I was looking for a house with a realtor in Jersey one night, one day, and I was like, damn, my mortgage is going to be like $3,000 a month. So I'm going to have to work a lot of overtime to really pay this mortgage. So then I was like, fuck that. Um, started learning about real estate, read Rich Dad, Poor Dad, kind of like opened my eyes up to like how to actually make money instead of actually getting paid every two weeks. Um, and then it took me down the journey of going to events, meeting people, networking, building relationships, um, and, then, and then really just stumbling upon my first deal and just going to more networking events, asking questions on how to do this, um, you know, and then actually doing it. So what was what, what was that actual like moment, the, the fucking click where it was like, yo, I can do this. I remember having several myself. Right? I remember like on a fucking treadmill as a bodybuilder, fucking 530 in the morning, seeing a rich dad, poor dad commercial going, wow, I'd have more time to lift fucking weights. And then like reading like literally every fucking audio book in the library because I'm dyslexic. I went to the learning annex. I remember I saw fucking this guy, Robert Schumann, MC the whole thing. And he gets up there and starts talking about how he's dyslexic. And I remember literally grabbing him. We're still friends to this day. Matter of fact, I got to ask him to be on the podcast. And I was like, this guy's a fucking idiot. If he can do it, I can do it too. And he later even wrote a book that was like, well, how come that idiot's rich and I'm not? But like, what was that, that like breaking point? Because I mean, for me, there was a lot of fucking anger involved in it and just, it, it was a weird experience. But what was it for you? Because I noticed it's different for everybody. Give me some fucking warning I just, I just hated going to, like, I hated being on someone else's time. I hated, like, getting in a uniform, being told what to do. You know, I wanted to really just do what I want, when I want, how I want. You know, because every time I do something, everyone's always telling me, you don't do it this way, don't do it that way. And I'm just like, it makes me want to do it even more. So... Mm -hmm. But just going to the job every day and being around bus drivers that are drinking uh, a 17 ounce of Dr. Pepper at 5 a.m. eating five pounds of, uh, you know, McDonald's meat at five in the morning. Very unhealthy, you know, and everyone just lived for the pension. I didn't want that. I didn't want that at all. Um, so just wanted to change. So I would listen. To, I remember you weren't allowed to use your phone on the bus. So I bought these sunglasses where you can actually Bluetooth um I used to listen to audiobooks, YouTube all day. Holy um, shit. You have like the Oakley Dog, the Bounty Hunter glasses with the earpiece? They had, they had, <laughs> dude, they were Bluetooth, and I just would wear them as sunglasses, and no one knew that I was actually listening as I'm driving the bus. Um, so, you want to get that out of the podcast later. But yeah. I think so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can we can hold this episode until you quit if you want, though. Yeah, wait, wait a couple months. No, it's totally fine now, but I just – I can't – like, even though April is the cutting point of this, like – I, I can't I can't see myself going back. There's been so much growth in the past year, only a year since I started three years ago. But last year was really just, I mean, growing every day, not just in real estate, just personal development, learning like what I should be doing and actually applying it every single day. It's a lifestyle. You know, I became 
13 years now, vegan, vegetarian. So I'm no longer vegan um, because I still eat cheese now. But, you know, 13 years ago, I stopped eating meat because I seen a video of, of, of a baby chick getting grinded up. So that led me down a journey of learning about where our food comes from and everything like that. Um, so, yeah, it's been yeah, crazy. I, I understand. I know you're a big meat eater, so <laughs> I won't try mm -hmm. to, like, hurt you right now. No, it's okay. You're not going to hurt me. I'm, uh, I'm pretty much impervious to any sort of pain at this point in my life. And uh, But excellent tattoos. I see all the fucking animals. You're definitely an yeah. animal. I'm an animal guy, so that's one thing about it. I love animals. I uh, got into animal rescue space years ago when I became vegan, vegetarian. Used to really try to force it on other people, not realizing yeah. you can't force anyone to do something. Um, you yeah, it, it's like real estate. You start exactly. making shit. You're making more money before you know it. You're trying to teach everybody, give everybody seminars until one day you're like, fuck it, Jimmy, I'll teach you. I'm tired yeah. of talking to people. Now, I mean, I've been to the point of where I go on these group vacation trips and people are like, why are you so quiet? And I'm like, I get paid to talk to people. So yeah. unless you got a fucking credit card that's got a four or a five figure limit, I'm just going to keep my fucking mouth shut and enjoy this trip. Yep. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's nuts. It's crazy because you're known in Jersey. Like when I started this, everyone was like, Chuck, Chuck, he's got a past. I'm like, Okay, so does everyone else, you know. I guess you left a really big mark in everyone's mouth, you know. It's like, I don't know if they were they just intimidated by you. I think that's, maybe it was, you know. Yeah, but, I mean, I, I've definitely, I've had people come up to me and take me aside and be like, listen, I don't want anybody to, to hate me for telling you this, but... <laughs> This whole group of Asian dudes just fucking hates you because you get in there, you're less mathematically inclined than them. You seem dumber and you fucking kill shit and you're doing deals that they can't. Plus, I mean, my marketing was just off the hook. It was like in every fucking foreclosure there was. And you, you're going to hate somebody for succeeding. I mean, I've climbed the high heights of fucking fallen. You, you ever lose $5 million, Willie? No. Okay. That makes me the fucking authority, right? And I mean, next level, next devil. You climb to higher heights and you fall pretty far too. But it's uh, now. It's but now that I'm in this space and I and I, I literally been going through it, dude. I totally get like how and you've been doing this so much longer. Like how much shit you must have went through. Oh my god, it's been 18 years now. Yeah, and I'm only this is my fourth year, and dude, I, I've been sued twice already. Um, I've been uh, accused of mortgage fraud. You know what I'm doing right now? What? I'm, I'm probably getting sued no less than six times sitting right here. Now, first of all, let me say congratulations, because that in itself is a sign of success. And, you know, I, I do get a lot of calls from the guys who may have not so nice things to say when they get sued, too, and they need me to walk it through. I mean. Chris, I've been through fucking four grand jury investigations. Hold on a second. <laughs> good now, right? Yep. It's next level, next devil. And I mean, the higher you climb, the farther you can fall. It's a game of risk. It is what it is. You got yep. sued. I, mean, I am fucking happy you have. I got but I made money from it. Like I literally made money from it. So Me too. Like, and I'm happy I, I can actually. I got, sued, I got 20 grand. I think right. you had the same experience. I had 10 grand. 
you know, and that's why I'm so happy I can actually sit here and talk to you about it because nobody in my circle understands that. Like, they don't get it. Like, I mean, this is a no, part of the I mean, game. This is the game that I play is a little bit different. They're mm -hmm. calculated. They're pulling. This is fucking aggressive smash mouth real estate. Mm -hmm. uh, if it's if I got to compete with other people, I, I don't even want to fucking do it. I'll take the shit you throw in the garbage and turn it into 10 times as much. I'm actually not even a real estate investor. I'm just an artist and real estate is my medium or one of them. Well, well, I'm taking a lot of your advice where you say you don't want to work with people that don't want to work with you. And Never. as I'm getting deeper and deeper into this, you know, in the beginning, I wanted all the business. But now I'm at a point where like, I can actually confidently say that, what you're saying, because it's it's just so much harder to work with people that really don't want to and i know what you mean by by you when you say it like that uh now i do so it, it's 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 so true but, oh my god yeah so give me a little bit more about your past and i'm just gonna ask questions about what you know um you have a friend that you take care of or you did and that yeah. kind of touched me where it was like this kid's got a fucking heart like the why might be a little deeper than he likes fuzzy animals like he's you you gave off a vibe when you told me and i want you to tell everybody else here but it's like fuck this kid might actually be a good person yeah i appreciate Thank that you. so so I, yeah I, you, you you left me remembering you and i meet a lot of people so yeah so my best friend joey uh joey bianco uh We've been friends since we're probably like two and me and Joey were always, you know, we, we grew up together. We did drugs together. We did everything together. Anything good? Yeah. Every, every, probably everything, you know, before I was 16 years old, I don't do them no more, but um, everyone has a, their, their, their uh, experience. So me and him did everything together. This was the type of friend where I can look at an hysterical laugh. We mm -hmm. just had that bond. I don't know if anyone out there has a friend where, they could just look at them, call them up, and just laugh over nothing. Nothing. I think we almost had a heart attack one day because we just wouldn't stop laughing. Sober. No drugs. But literally, That's, so. Sounds a good guy to know. Yeah. Like, we both grew up, no family. He was in group, like, just total shit. But he went to the Army. You know, we both took the Army test to try to get into the Army because we thought at the time um, this is what we wanted to do to better our lives, right? Everyone, the Army was, like, pushing Go to the army. Join the army. Your, your life. Yeah. So you know, we took the test. I failed it. He passed it. You know, it was the I think it was called the ASVAP test. And you know, we were supposed to go together, but he, I failed it. He passed it, and he went to the army. And you know, he went to the army, went to boot camp. You know, he had a really bad, I guess, a drug problem. You know, he was race, racist. You know, he had all those problems, but he thought the army was going to fix it. So he went and right before he was about to get deployed in Iraq, he um, he they went out one night, partied and he overdosed on I think it was cocaine, Percocets and alcohol. He just stopped breathing. I guess he passed out. So he had sorry. no oxygen. He had no. What you say? I'm sorry to hear that, dude. Yeah, it was it was crazy. He This was in Virginia was on base. So he had no oxygen going to his brain for about 18 hours. Like, he should have died. Like, he yeah, literally should Like, I don't even know how you can survive with a little bit, a, a couple minutes, right? 
Um, so he was in a, he was in the hospital. He was in a coma for about a year. And the doctor said, if you don't see a change in six months, you'll never see a change. And I didn't really believe that, you know, like I went down, I drove down there, 12 hour drive, stayed there. And from that day, like I just, he had no one, he had no family. I was like his only family. So, um, he got transported to Brooklyn VA hospital where he was just a vegetable got out of the coma, but he was just in a, a vegetary state. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I would go to the hospital every single day. You know, he had a trach. I would suck the fluid out of his trach, wipe his ass. I took care of him. Like, I guess, you know, just every day I was there. I, again, I, I've done a lot of work with multiply handicapped kids and changed probably more fucking adult diapers than I could count. But it was never for anybody who was a friend of mine beforehand. We just became friends after. But it's either in you or it's not. Yeah. Because the shit that I had to deal with, like it was, it was tough. But once he came out, like I always had hope, you know, that he would come out. I didn't think he was going to ever die. Um, so I guess hope and miracles actually do work because one day it was like a year, two years later after the accident where he was just a vegetable. Uh, he woke up one day screaming my name, remembered everything, like remembered everything. His long term memory was good. Short term memory was, you know, damaged a little bit and, you know, couldn't walk no more, couldn't move his body at all, you know. And from there, he went to nursing home after nursing home after nursing home, probably about 20 nursing homes in, in the tri-state, upstate, Westchester, everywhere. And every time I had to go see him in the nursing home, just miser- miserable. Nursing homes are terrible. Yeah, man. <clears throat> yeah, they're bad. So, I mean, my goal was to eventually get him home. Mm-hmm. It took about 13 years to get him out of a nursing home. Um, wow. Find to his home his own apartment in Staten Island. So he's been home. Well, I'm, I'm, starting, I'm starting to understand why you can do what you do and other people just watch because it took you 13 years. To well, get actually 10 years home. to get him out of the nursing home because the Medicaid system is a fucked up system. I mean, it is a lot of red tape that you got to go through just to get what you want. I mean, that's what we relied on because we're not millionaires. So he was on, he's a v- veteran. The VA is another fucked up system that you got to really... You got to really push through to get what you want from mm-hmm. these programs. So I did, and it took me a long time, 10 years. He's been home for three. So the injury was 13 years ago. And, you know, once he got home, set him up with his own apartment, he gets a 24-hour aid, um, 24-hour aid, seven days a week. Um, and, you know, he's I'm trying to accommodate him. As, he's 35, 36 years old. And he has the mind of uh, maybe like a five-year-old a day on Monday, and then Tuesday he's 36. So, you know, I try to give him a normal life. Not easy, but, you know, we have some goals. The next goal is to get him a house, especially since I'm in real estate now. Uh, this year I'm trying to really get him a house. Um, but, but yeah, he's been a long, been, it's been a long journey, but uh, my best friend, I love him. And I still laugh, me and him laugh like, like it was back 13 years ago. It's crazy. And he's not even all there, but he is. Um, and he's he's grown a lot, you know. And I think if you just produce positivity into people, you know, they will, uh, you know, live happy, happy lives. You know, and that's what I try to do for him every day. Does he uh, does he live with you now? No, he lives in he lives in my old apartment in Staten Island and with all the cats. He has an aide, um, you know, so, um uh, 
two aides, but the aide situation is really challenging. So we have one aide. She's been with us for about about almost a year now. And, you know, it's a challenge every day, but we got to get him to Jersey so he can be closer to me um, and things can be a little bit more easier for both, you know. So some some things that I'm working on that I, and goals I have for him because the ultimate goal is to get him a house where it's wheelchair accessible. The apartment is not wheelchair accessible, doesn't have a bathroom where he can take showers. So what I do is I'll send him to a hotel like twice a month where they have a wheelchair accessible shower and we'll do a shower, you know, otherwise he gets bed baths every day. And, you know, it's nice to have a nice shower. So the house will be his forever home wheelchair set up. So that's, that's the next phase, uh, which will be his permanent home. And then it's like uh, mission accomplished. I, I understand so much more about you. Mm -hmm. And why you're capable of doing what you're capable of doing now, just in real estate, and I mean, in life in general, with shit you haven't even done yet. Like, you, it sounds like you just busted your ass for 13 years to take on a friend's burden. Because um, I'm gonna make an assumption here, because you love him. 100. percent Yeah. Yeah. I probably yeah. would have never did it if I didn't love him. I mean, I got I got comments coming in here now on all fucking platforms. Like, oh my god, what an amazing guy! Great story. Is he single? <laughs> You're gonna have to no. Yeah, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> no, unfortunately, I'm I'm not single. Um, but I appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah, no problem, ladies. No, but that's uh, that's fucking amazing. I mean, a lot of times before I even train somebody in real estate, I'll ask him like, what's something that you truly had to work for that you're proud of, and Fuck, dude, I can, I'm talking to you on a fucking screen, and I can feel that. Yeah. That's not something that everybody has. You really are a special dude. You realize that, right? Yeah, I mean, uh, it's, I, I guess I appreciate that compliment. Thank you. I didn't really, you know, it, it feels good to actually hear it, because, you know, you go through life not really, you got, you got to pat yourself on the back uh, during stressful times. But, you know, I appreciate that. This is me giving you a fucking cyber hug and I mean literally getting comments here like on both TikTok accounts and Instagram that chicks are just like my panties are wet. So maybe you should tell that story a little bit more frequently. I mean Okay, yeah. Trouble, but definitely gonna have to share this one on your fucking Facebook and your Instagram because uh then afterwards <laughs> tell your girlfriend brace for impact. <laughs> yes. We'll put it on the Facebook first. She's not yeah. friends with me anymore. <laughs> These chicks are actually kind of cute, and they're even sending me invites now. They want to do a dual live, so I accidentally turned one on before. Bring, but, bring uh, them on, yeah. I will do that later. This is more about you. Let them fucking wait. There's yeah. plenty. Of, the more successful you get, the more groupies you'll have. So let's keep going. So what else do I got to know about your past, Willie? Anything that jumps out at you? Because I don't know if you could fucking top that. I don't know if many people can. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't really think, uh, you know, people that I haven't uh, came in contact with don't really, they can't really deal with that. I mean, it's a lot to deal with. It's, it is a burden, but it's, it's I, I love the kid to death. So, you know, that, uh, that's really out of love. I don't think that we can keep you out of heaven after that if we fucking tried. Yeah. <laughs> so where, where are you now? What's going on in your life? Um, I had a daughter, a daughter this year, nine months old. She's nine months old. Nine months already passed. She goes fast. Yeah, um, it does. She's adorable. I've seen some of the pictures. What's her name? 
Uh, Lena, Lena Marie. So she's, huh? What? Why'd you pick Lena? Um, I think my girl picked it. I think we both actually picked that name out. I, I just thought it was different. I like Lena and uh, Lena. I don't know. I think it's a beautiful name. It's different. Not many. I haven't. I've never met a lot of Lenas. Have you? I've only dated one. Okay. Yeah, I know. I haven't really heard that name before, so. I got another question here. Is he married? No. No ring. I have your answer, ladies. <laughs> what else do we have to know about what's going on right now with Um, Right now, it's it just I'm in the I'm in the phase like just scaling the business. The business is growing rapidly. So we're just trying to really figure out now hiring processes, systems, um, and you know, real estate is a long game. It's it's oh tiring. I mean, right yeah. now I'm in a situation where like the only thing that can hold me back is really just organization. I mean, wh where are you right now? Do you mind throwing some fucking numbers out there? Maybe I can help you scale it up. Well, I made I made a quarter million dollars this year. Um, and, and that's with that's with no marketing. Ninety percent of my business is all referrals. Mm, you know. You go to all these networking events, you put the time in. I've got some news for you. That is marketing. What we're doing right now and that story that you just told, people are going to want to work for you because yeah. you have something that a lot of these other people don't. Let's call it hard. Yep. Mm -hmm. You're everywhere. So don't tell me there's no marketing. That is marketing. Well, that, well yeah, that's, that's, that's 100% true. So now... You know, we're going to be putting the money back in right into the business to really just blow it up. I mean, we're looking to do at least a million dollars this year, if not more, you know, and and hire more people, you know. And it's crazy because the space that I'm in, we make money and we solve problems every single day and we're helping people. I, I mean, I don't even have to tell you the sellers that I'm dealing with are, are literally, you know, probably everything about them. I mean, I just put a, a family of four in a hotel for the weekend because they had no heat in their house. You know, two, three kids um, and a puppy. The puppy really, I mean, I love kids and I have one at home, but my weakness is animals. So as soon as I heard the puppy, it was like, you know, we, we got to go. She's actually going to be calling me soon because I was supposed to bring some firewood to her house because they have a fireplace, but I couldn't get over there. This is all the way in like Mount Vernon. You know what Mount Vernon is, right? Mount Vernon. Mount Vernon. Yeah, I know exactly where it is. Okay, so... um um, so they have a fireplace, so she needed wood. So I'm telling her to go to Home Depot, um, to, and I'll pay for it on my pro account, you know, which that's a funny story. I didn't even know about pro, which did my first flip this year, found out about pro, you know, and now I'm yeah. using it to do something good. <laughs> no, that's fucking awesome, dude. You're definitely putting some good back out there into the world. And, uh, you know, I think as well as anybody, like you buy these distressed properties, you will see the worst possible situation you can see. I've dealt with fucking people with trade center cough, cancer kids. I've had sellers die after the closing. I've had just, we just had a seller. We just had a seller wife die today from COVID. That's fucking terrible. I hope she signed everything before she passed away. Well, well, that's what I'm like. She's not, she's not on the, it's funny. I was just talking a stressful situation. I look at death in a totally different way nowadays, but I kind of like celebrate it now. But I was like to my agent, I'm like, do we have everything that we need? And she's not on the mortgage or the deed. So I think we should be good. Um, but 
But yeah, I was going to ask you, like, how did you constantly deal with, you know, separating business from the emotion, right? Because you feel bad for these people. You want to help them. But I, you I didn't. And mm -hmm. I don't think that you should. Right. I think part of the reason why you made a quarter million dollars this year and you're getting ready to leave your job is because you're a little bit like me. I mean, I listen to the way that you talk. I see the way that you hold yourself. Your English isn't fucking perfect, but you're leading with your heart. People do business with people who they want to do business with. This is the largest purchase or sale in somebody's life. They are looking for somebody to save them. And with what you just did, whether you convey that story to them or not, some level, you're, you're a fucking hero, right? And you're, you're their hero, and you need to be that person. Whereas if somebody else is going, according to my calculations, to the comparables, my maximum allowable, I'll go fuck yourself. Right, right. Yep. Right? I'm going to kick your ass out of this fucking house. And, you know, I, I tell them stuff all the time. Like, listen, I don't want to fucking buy this house. I came here to help you. If I have to buy it, I will, but it's not really my choice. And, I mean, I've done more deals than I can count where I didn't even make any money. I just did them because it was the right thing to do and tell those people, listen, you're going to tell people about me. And literally every one of them just becomes the greatest marketing tool you've ever fucking had where they will go and tell friends and everybody else. Some of them have come back and learned. I got two people in my office right now that both of them have been homeless and I bailed them out of foreclosure and they've both been for me with me for extended amounts of time because when you take somebody from less than nothing where they're literally about to, I mean, I hate to say it, but end it. Yep. And so you just did this. I know it works. Teach me how. And I mean, these are, these are lifelong friends. These are people that consider me family. They have the keys to my home. Like, they sat by my hospital bed when I got best rights to, to show you how fucking deep these relationships go. And, you know, if somebody tells you to fucking separate it, you, you are, you are in a very emotional business. I would not do it. You know, yeah. you're, you're not one of them and you will outperform them. You just need the system that's systemized and, I mean, you'll get there. You definitely have to know some fucking tax strategy because you're going to get killed, dude. I'm hoping all that money you made was through an LLC taxed as a C corp where you spent as much as possible. And if not, often they got well, 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 that's, that's the game, right? Like now um, I made all this money. Like the first part of it, when you start is how do you make money? How do you do a deal? Then when you actually do a couple, you do deals and you make money, it's like, how do you keep the money? Like mm -hmm. I've been reading, reading tax books like crazy where I didn't even touch a tax book two, three years ago. Cause I didn't have any money. Now that I have the money, it's like, I'm trying to figure out ways to, you know, you know, um, just keep it because, you know, that's your biggest 40 percent of your income goes to taxes. You know? Yeah, I mean, so, I, got, I, got some, I got some pretty fucking high powered friends. And, you know, I know two economists and both of them told me you cannot evade taxes. Mm -hmm. What you can do is you can learn to evade income mm -hmm. and then you right. put it all together. William Blank doesn't make money anymore. I mean, I'm be completely fucking honest with you here on the air because everything I'm doing is completely legal and above board, but I only pay myself twenty to twenty-five thousand dollars a year. Motherfucker, I am on Obamacare, but my businesses and my retirement plans 
Well, let's just say they do okay. Yeah. <laughs> yes, and that's that's the game, right? I mean, that's how you know. There's there's many legal ways to really do this, and you know, I'm excited to learn about that the next chapter as we scale up. You know, to really implement th those ways. So it's 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 cool. It's cool. Yeah, yeah, I definitely think you're a cool dude. I'm thinking going forward, maybe one night me and you even grab dinner together. We got a cigar yeah. event coming up. We can hang out, just chill and talk. So. Absolutely. Where's all this shit going for you, man? Where do you see yourself in a year, five years, ten years? Talk to me, because yeah, you're, it seems like you're you did all the shaking and everything. You launched a rocket, and like, I mean, my my third year of making you know two hundred thousand plus, I just fucking snapped. And like the next year was like, you cracked a million. The year after that, you cracked three, and then just out. Can't even, can't even fucking relate to these people at networking events anymore. <laughs> so you had to leave that one the other night before I just choked a newbie. I know I I felt it that you were literally gonna throw a, I thought you were gonna throw a chair at him. Uh, I thought <laughs> I, was I just can't deal with it. Like, do something. Results are. I mean, is what happens as as you get to the certain point? What is it? Just not time. And I mean, what I see myself, I want to really. I have a daughter. I want to make sure that she's set up for the rest of her life. So I'm gonna keep working my ass off until you know I I um achieve that goal. Honestly, one other have a different life to, compared to how I grew up. So once I feel like she's set, definitely want to travel the world and helping people just really, you know, it gets me going. You know, I don't know, like it gets me that dopamine rush when I help someone. So, I mean, in five years, I would like to really, I'll probably still be working. You know, working, grinding, you know, learning, learning every day. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, don't don't stop really giving back. I guess don't don't stop working, grinding, and learning because right. And as far as your daughter goes too, even if you have her set up, I wouldn't really let her know that she is because a work ethic is something that a lot of people need to fucking develop. Yeah, you know, you you don't want to raise some spoiled kid. I have a lot of friends in wealth management. Their biggest problem is how do I make sure my kids don't get all this money and do a ton of drugs. And the biggest solution is just don't fucking flaunt it and don't let them know what it is that you have. At least that's what I've heard from a ton of them. No, that's so true. Like I, I, the house that I'm living in now, I would love to see her rent this house from me when she's 16, 17 years old. I don't really want her to go to college. You know, my girlfriend has a different plan, but I think it's a great, she'll get great experience by paying me rent, you know, and we'll start there, you know. I'm not going to give her anything. I mean, I wasn't given anything as a kid and ever. So, I mean, but I want her to make sure that she's she's able to really understand, you know, that some. Look at what you just said and look at how you turned out. Now, right. I mean, I'm not your mom, not your dad. And that's true. That's true. I fucking know you, but I feel fucking proud to know you. And I think a lot of other people would too. Yeah, no, that, that's 100% true. I think when you throw people in the fire, they. They usually figure it out, right? How to get out. Absolutely. I mean, I, I, I look at it this way, man. I literally put myself through hell mm -hmm. because no fucking pressure, no diamonds. I mean, yeah. I quit my fucking job and then I started a scholarship with no money to fund it. Wow. Right? Then I took on my parents' bills with no money to pay them the next month and you become reliant on your ability and what it is that you can do. I mean, 
tell the guys in the office all the time, I just keep throwing myself to the fucking wolves and I come back leading the pack every fucking time. Yes. I love that. I love that. Uh, like most people won't do that, but most people won't do that. I guess I'm still, I'm still need to really just like, like hang out with guys like you. Cause that really society really just dictates what people do. You know? Yeah. I, I, I can see it. Willie, me and you, we got a dinner on the horizon. 100%. Tell me more about where you wanted to go. Um, well, I want to go to Switzerland this year. I, I want to yeah. travel, you know. Why do you want to go to Switzerland? It's just amazing. Like, I now that I, I – all I need is my laptop and internet, and I can literally work from anywhere. So now that I can do that, I kind of, like, want to get on a plane and just see what else is out there in the world and see if I fall off. You know, I want to go so far where – you know, it's just I want to see what else is out there and experience and meet other people. Um, working for the city of New York, you know, never really thought I would be able to do that. So now I'm in a position where I can work, make money, help people from anywhere in the world in a laptop. And that's what I'm probably going to wind up doing this year. Um, yeah. Don't, don't don't ever lose that that desire, though, to to work, to improve whatever, because. I mean, I, I will tell you this, like I was able to take off most of my fucking thirties, bro. I, I got all my traveling out of the way there, there is no fucking place left that I want to see that I haven't been. Wow. I used to gauge my fucking success with how many days can I go without picking up my phone, without responding to anybody. And every time I can go 30 days without a text, you know, in some fucking foreign country in Costa Rica and Brazil where you can't even answer shit. Mm -hmm. It was like, like a victory until one day I'm sitting fucking home. I got two kids, right? I don't have to work. I'm making 30, 40 grand a month sitting in my fucking ass. And I'm going, why am I thinking about blowing my fucking brains out? Yeah. And it's because it is not what I am meant to do. Right. I, I am meant to conquer. I am meant to achieve. I am meant to, I can take breaks. I mean, that's one of my favorite qualities with my wife is like, this is the first girl in my life I've ever been able to like go somewhere and just relax with. And it's about like us. It's fucking great. But at the same time, like I, I need to keep striving for some kind of fucking excellence or yep. I, I don't even feel like me anymore. I, I get depressed and yeah, you like that, but I kind of got the thought that that might be in there somewhere. Yeah, it's like I'm on I'm, the second I wake up, I'm just it's work, work, work. If I don't do something like if I just sit on my ass all day, I feel terrible. Like it's really, really bad, you know, so I have to feel like I I guess it's like you have to be productive, you know, and if I'm not, uh, it's not a good feeling. So I went I was in Miami two months ago and I was sitting on the beach. I'm like, this is fucking boring, you know, like yeah. it's, it's so boring. I need to be solving a problem or you know putting out a fire that's what really gets it gets me going so I, I i absolutely fucking get it and you love it when shit's fucking falling down around you shit's collapsing nobody knows the answer the world yeah. is going to the ground everybody's fucking panicking and i'm sitting there going wow that's when i dig really deep and get in contact with somebody who i haven't spoken to in quite a while mm. myself right that's and do this and it's just it's where i shine it's right it's when you're stuck called chuck it's just fucking what i am and i think it's pretty fascinating that it's what you are too yep 
Cool hat, by the way. It's my favorite hat. Dude. So, so I got another question. What's the biggest challenge you're facing in life right now? Well, that's a good question. <clears throat> you know, it's crazy. I ask everyone that question. No one ever asked me that question. Right now, um, I just didn't. You can take your time on it. It yeah, doesn't think, be anything related to business. What's your biggest challenge, bro? I think I think the biggest challenge is I think what I said before, like separating emotion or 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 just getting rid of emotion, um, 80-90%. Um, separating the emotion part in in not just business, in life. How to stop getting emotional over things. And I'm you know, like when I first started doing this business. I lost the deal. I got so emotional about, it. oh my God, you know? And then as I kept going, I'm like, all right, get a pipeline and it, it's, it's no big deal. Yeah. It hurts a lot less when, you know, you, you got 10 deals in the pipe and two fall off and the other eight right. close and you made $400,000. Doesn't hurt so bad. But when you got one and it's your only fucking deal, you need that closing like you need oxygen. Exactly. Um, but I think I got past that hurdle. But still, I think in life, just, you know, the emotion is always going to be there and whether it's through losing money, you know, I, I talk to guys like you all the time where, or, or, or guys that have been in this business where they lost millions of dollars and they went bankrupt and they came back, but I'm not saying that's going to happen to me in the future or it could, but stuff like that, death relationships, you know, that emotional part of you, you know, it's just, it's bullshit. It's a waste of time. Actually, you, you get emotional for a breakup. You have to waste six, seven months a year being miserable, depressed. Why? Mm -hmm. You know, so I guess I'm trying to master not to really give a fuck um, in a nice way about things that are just a waste of time because I don't know, it's an inner thing, but like you get that anxiety and everything and maybe fear. So I think that's the biggest challenge on how to really master that because if I can master that, you know, you know, I say to myself all the time, if I'm not dead or in jail, everything else is is, is perfectly fine. You know, mm -hmm. um, I always say that. And it's like I got I actually got arrested last week. I got pulled over and I had a warrant for like four years ago. And the cop had for taking a piss in public four years ago. Cop Don't get arrested for that two times in a row. The second time you're a sex offender. I just thought I'd let you know. <laughs> Shit, really? Now, I shit you not. You get two public urination tickets in the same state, and Megan's Law states you're a sex offender. So wow, expunged. Shit, I gotta go to court uh, in two weeks. I'll probably just wind up now fighting it more because I don't want that on my record. But it was kind of cool because I've never been in jail before. So they brought me to the cell, and I'm like, I knew I, I don't live my life like that, so I had nothing to worry about. I was totally cool, you know. I was trying to like make uh, like a joke out of it, and the cop was cool. You know, he was doing his job. And, you know, but I always said, I was like, damn, I would not want to be here for the rest of my life. Jail is no. set up to be miserable. Metal chairs. So I always say that. It's like, if I'm not dead yet and I, or I'm not in jail um, and I, I, life is great. I mean, even if I'm in jail, my plan is just to read positive books. <laughs> yeah. you, you can leave there with a law degree, motherfucker. I mean. Right, right. But, never you know, I, I, I'm, I'm going to run that fucking place, too. <laughs> Seriously. I don't really take things, a lot of things seriously. I'm a kind of chill guy, you know, but there is things in life that come up where you have to deal with it. You know, like these people that I'm helping, God knows how they're feeling and they, their mindset is just super low. So for me, the answer to your question, it's the biggest challenge is 
getting that emotional side, you know, out of my life. So I don't really need to be emotional about certain things. Yeah, be- I mean, a lot of it, a lot of it's perspective too, to where mm-hmm. you know, I've had this conversation with guys and girls in my office all the time. They come in, their ass is dragging, they went through a breakup, they're sad. Mm-hmm. And I say, listen, I understand you're sad. This is part of life, right? Mm-hmm. Now we're gonna focus, now we're gonna work, now we're gonna produce, we're not gonna think about that. This is a breakup. I understand you were in love, but the time is gonna come in your life that you're going to lose a loved one and this breakup ain't going to feel like shit. And you're going to look back on it and think, my God, I was a pussy. Mm-hmm. It's just how it fucking works. You know, it's, I mean, the more shit you've seen, the thicker your skin gets. Like, exactly. Fucking supervised custody of my fucking kids right now. You know, it's like you go numb after a while been fucking neurologically paralyzed and had to learn to fucking walk again. It's like, wow, I didn't think I'd see myself here. And you just, you're going to get to the point, sadly, where nothing is going to bother you. It's uh, it's not always a good thing to, to be able to control your emotions. Sometimes I control mine too, too well. Much. Too well, yeah. yeah. I tell people all the time, it's like, you want me to react? You can put a fucking gun to my head and... I'm probably still going to yawn and be like, can you stop now? Right. That's a good point. Maybe you do need to show uh, sometimes. You've heard that before where you, you're just too solid. Maybe you, it's a good thing to actually show a little bit of emotion. So, so yeah. <sighs> it's, bro, it, it, I, I've talked to different people. I've heard to the woodwork people you're doing business with. I, I honestly think that it may be a lot of the reason why you're doing what you're doing, why you're who you are. So it's not broken. Don't necessarily fix it. You can improve it. You may improve it and find out that you're making less money because you're not connecting with people on the same level. That's true. I'm going to tell you right now, people are going to see, hear, watch this podcast and they're going to go, motherfucker, goddamn. I mean, not, not the chicks that are like, Send me messages like food, show me the guy's face, but you know, everybody else. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm a, I'm a firm believer in uh things happen for you, not to you, right? Mm-hmm. So every time something bad happens to me, like like I get a flat tire, I something always good happens after it. Where my brother ruins his week, you know, his week is ruined, his month is room ruined, where it's like I it's 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 just happening for me right now. So yeah, it happens moving forward. Yep. So I mean, you'll, you'll learn to control it in time, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't learn to control it too much because that same emotion, that same excitement, is what pushed you to keep learning, pushed you to get into business, is pushing you to quit your job, and pushing you to strive for fucking excellence. Probably because you want to give your daughter the better life that you didn't have, and motherfucker, that's emotion. Right. It's doing it. So. That's true. I don't know which way to tell you with that, but just be careful because what I'm seeing in front of me right now is pretty fucking close to perfect and perfectly imperfect. Don't fix what's not broken. Yeah. Being the problem child is actually a good thing. So I ain't, I ain't perfect, but uh, I appreciate that comment. Yeah, you know what happens when you get in trouble all the time and shit falls apart and you push through all this shit. Before you know it, people start asking you for help. They call mm-hmm. that consulting. That's a good so, you write that down. That's a good uh 
that's a good business model. And that's exactly what it leads to. I could just see. I can't tell you how many people call me up now. Like I said, my business is all referrals. So I'm yeah, helping people convert shit. Hey, and who calls me? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> that's right, bro. So uh, it's just a fucking food chain. But I, I, I think you're pretty fucking amazing for what you are. So maybe refine it and... When you start hiring people and making everything business and bigger, you can always just get a hatchet, man, to cut through all the fucking red tape and do the firing and handle all the shit for you. Yeah, that's true. <clears throat> so I got uh, I got one final question. You can take as long as you want with it, and I think we're going to wrap it up because this has been, uh, honestly, I think it's been pretty fucking awesome. Yeah. What's the best thing, the single fucking best thing that you have going on in your life right now? What gives you the fucking butterflies? What makes you smile? What is mm. it? Um, a good, that's a good question. Okay, it maybe it doesn't have to be one thing. You can give me a couple, because I know you got some good shit. You, you, you have to, to do what you do. Um, what gives me butterflies? Um, right now, I mean... I mean, I have to say, it's definitely my daughter when every time I wake up in the morning, you know, I, it's just amazing that I'm capable of actually like molding into this, I'm going to be a great father, you know, like I'm probably going to be a great father. I am being a great father, you know, so that really gets me out of the bed to really just, I strive for that. Uh, it's uh, it's going to be difficult to be a bad father for you. Yeah. Given that you are, I think you'd really have to try to do it, but right. don't. But um, but what else besides my daughter, my lovely daughter? I mean, I think like just growth, personal growth. There's so much out there that I can learn and, and do. So that really like gets me really bubbling inside to just to just work to get it. You know, every time I get a new deal lead, you know, new person I meet, it's a new story and it's it's exciting. So, you know, it's not that exciting to talk about, but I mean, it's. That's really what gets me excited right now, honestly, you know, and just really knowing that there's so much more out there that I can see and do and, and feel and smell. Okay. So, I mean, other than going completely emotionally numb, growing your business and traveling a little bit, like where else do you want to grow? Uh, where else do I want to grow? Um, I guess my, uh, where else do I want to grow? My, my mind, my mindset, I want to keep growing that. Um, I guess friends, more friends, more good people, you know, more good people surrounded to be around. You know, I'm going to be spending some money on some high network events, uh, masterminds this year. So I'm trying to get in yeah. the right rooms. Which ones yeah, are you like, uh, Collective Genius is a big one that's been on. I've been interviewed by the guy a couple times when I started and I really didn't know anything, but now I think, and then I know a lot of other people that are in that group and mm -hmm. those people are really high network individuals where I could just, you know, I talk to some of my friends now and it's just, they're not on the same wavelength at all. So you can, you can have them as friends, but uh... right. that's fine. And, 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 and I do that. So it's, I think I went to an event. I think you were there. What's his name? Uh, he said uh, he was on, I forgot his name. I apologize for watching this, but he said, get around the right campfires, you know, mm -hmm. and 
that was huge when he said that. Get around the right campfires because if you're not if you're around the campfire and there's too many people that are around it, they're going to smother the light and you're not going to be as warm. So it's important to be I don't need to have a million friends. I just need a couple of people that are, you know, I can connect with such as yourself like and doing the stuff that I like to do and I mean it's just positivity. There's negativity is such a waste of time for me. And I see that happening when I'm around the wrong people. So definitely want to grow my network uh, and, and some good good friends. You know, my best friend, Joey, who's handicapped, you know, he was he's my, my greatest friend. I would love to meet another person like that where now I'm in my 30s to 60s where I can connect someone as powerful and that love. No homo, but, you know, grow that, grow that, if that makes sense. I, I understand completely what you're saying, man. You, it's a human connection. Yeah. Pretty awesome. Dude. So, I mean, believe it or not, we're coming up here. It's uh, almost 53 minutes. I think we're going to wrap it up and take it home. Um, yep. Where can everybody get a hold of you if they want to do business with you, if they just want to connect with you on a personal level? Drop some information for him because this has been like a big networking thing between me and you. I, I definitely, honestly, I feel more connected with you than I did before. And uh, I'm just grateful I got to spend this time with you and everybody else is going to get to see it as well. Yeah, I appreciate you having me on. Anyone out there wants to get in touch with me, if you need help with a deal or any any situation, connect me on Instagram. Uh, it's uh, Sharp Realty Solutions. On Instagram, on Facebook, you can connect with me. Uh, just my name, William Delinko, uh, and email is uh, sharp uh, William at sharprealtysolutions.com. William at sharprealtysolutions.com. All right, Willie. Awesome. So this has been another episode of Chuck Daddy After Hours. Willie, it's been more than a pleasure having you on here. I hope everybody really enjoyed getting to know you. I am apologizing in advance to your significant other for the chicks that are just jumping on all my fucking lives right now. Story you told, and I hope I don't get you in any trouble. All right, guys, we're out. FLCS. Bye cool. for now.